0: podcast note, the part of Wes will be played by R2-D2. You know Wes is talking when you hear R2-D2 beep like this. Let's begin now. You're listening to The Living Force.
1: The force fights with me. A
2: Uzzini
0: podcast. Oh, <laughs> this is going to be fun. Episode 30, Capturing Command Posts, a history of Star Wars games. I need a better weapon. On this episode, celebrating Jedi Fallen Order, Battlefronts 2, and many more Star Wars games.
3: With your hosts,
1: Corey Elton, Eric Eilerson, and Charles Hangel.
3: This will surprise them.
1: Oh, man, I wonder how much of that is going to be in the intro in the I, cold open about the tech specs because that's what people uh, are here for it's uh, i don't know
2: whatever the matt is like doing talk. he has complete and total creative freedom of this show he could just like edit us and like deep fake us and make us sound
3: like criminals or something if you wanted i want him to cut your words uh-huh. together i am Corey the and i just committed a murder <laughs> worse well, than that Charles? he sh- he worse than committing a murder he should make Corey say he likes corn horn
1: there it is I
2: like Corin Horn.
3: <laughs>
1: yes. Well, on the topic of Corey's future deep fake future, uh, nothing in this life is real. Everything is made up and spliced together, and so is episode thirty of the Living Force podcast. We are live and recording. Welcome everyone, happy Monday night to everyone tuning in live, and to all of you listening either on Patreon on Thursday or to regular audio on Friday, thanks for tuning in. I, as always, am one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and with me are the beloved, the kind, the gentle doctors, Dr. Corey Helton first.
2: What's up? That's the wrong intro for me, but that's okay.
1: Yes, it's a horrible lie, but it's not (laughs) a lie for Dr. Charles Hankel. Hey, buddy.
3: (laughs) Hey, as Corey once said, welcome to me. Welcome (laughs) to me and to beer. Also
2: to beer.
1: Also to beer. And if you heard possibly the majestic voice of God in that intro, that would be none other than Sage, a member of our team. You may know him from his past cameos on this show or from his fantastic Star Wars Battlefront podcast, but we decided to bring him into the show. Sage, what's up, my friend?
0: I'm just ready to get going. Uh, thanks for the awesome intro there.
1: <laughs> You're so welcome. That's about as good as it's going to get.
2: You may recognize this lovely, godlike voice from our outro. He, he uh, Sage is who we had record the, uh, what, what do we call that, the Utini fan code at yep. the end of every single episode. <laughs> um, it's because of his beautiful radio voice. Sage has been around for a long time. I can't even remember how we ended up talking to each other, Sage.
0: I found you through... Um, I think it was either Coffee or Comics with Kenobi, um, something on their Twitter. And then I was like, let me check these guys out. And then your little message box came up, and I was like, I'm going to send this guy a message to see oh, what's going yeah. on. Oh, yeah. You talked me and through
2: the website back when we were into those books.
1: Yes. yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> even, even better, right through the website. That's right. <laughs> Straight <laughs>
1: Well, we're so stoked to have you on the show. And with us, as always, you're going to hear him now and then, is our man on the keys, our Babu Frick. Wes! How's it going, dude? <laughs> We're doing very well. Wes is going to be here keeping us on track. He's going to be talking in the chat with you. So if you see Utini you popping up, that's Wes. And if we get something totally wrong or are very confused during this episode, which I'm sure will not happen, we'll ask Wes some questions. <laughs> Absolutely. So a couple things this week before we dive into some video game news, which is the main topic yes. of this week's episode. Guys, it's finally here. Within 12 hours of this recording, Disney Plus will be live. We made it. It's unbelievable. It's here. <laughs> it is. Un- I can't believe it. Unbelievable. For like real. the first live-action Star Wars show, The Mandalorian, will have its first episode up by now. So, if you are watching us live at this moment, technically, if you start The Mandalorian the second Disney Plus drops tomorrow morning, it'll be over now in 12 hours. You will have watched the whole episode. That's it's
2: and... <laughs> madness. It's complete madness. I just, I just can't. We were talking about this earlier in Slack. Like people have been talking about live action Star Wars for forty years. Like it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like we not only after episode three did we get more movies. We got more animated, which has been great. I've always loved the animated shows. We're huge fans of Clone Wars, Rebels. On this show. But now it's a full Star Wars story told in episodic formats. We already know we're getting Season 2, and I can't freaking wait. So on that note, I'm going to take a quick second to plug our Patreon-only show, Bounty Hunt, which is going to be covering all of the episodes of The Mandalorian. And, Corey, we do have an Episode 0 coming out soon, right?
2: Yes, Episode 0 is, I mean, it's basically done. Um, We are waiting on our incredible uh, editor... Matt, to put us together a cool little intro, which is going to be a surprise. I didn't give him very much direction, so I can't wait to hear what that's (laughs) going to sound like.
1: Man, I'm sure whatever he does is going to be way better than whatever direction we would have given him.
2: That's probably true.
1: (laughs) So, that episode zero is going to be coming out on Patreon. It's going to explain kind of what the show's about, what we're psyched for about episode one. And then, for every episode of The Mandalorian, we're going to be chatting all about it. So, on this episode, I'm going to go back to Sage for a second, man, because you are no stranger to Star Wars podcasting. Tell the folks that may know you from Utini what else you do uh, 176 times every four years. <laughs>
0: yes, so uh, I am one of the hosts of the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. I do the, the research, the Twitter, and the editing for it, and then I'm joined with my brother, uh, Sam, and we have been covering Star Wars Battlefront and some of the spin-off Star Wars games as well since November 10th of 2015 we've released 176 soon to be 177 episodes of the Star Wars Battlefront podcast and my goodness uh, (laughs) there's still there's still great things to talk about in the game um, including some things coming up in 2020 that we have not heard about quite yet Uh, but that's that's my history Uh, I've been playing the game since it first came out Um, that's the originals, Battlefront one and mm-hmm. two, uh, two thousand three, two thousand four. Um, so that's what originally got me started into video games, as well as the, the Star Wars game, the like a Star Wars games.
1: Absolutely. So, quick lightning round questions. What is because we because we play Battlefront, a bunch of us on this podcast, a bunch of people in our community play it uh, in yeah. our Discord community in the video games tab. We talk a lot about it. If you had to pick, what is your favorite mode to play, and what's your favorite light and dark side heroes? at current it's it's november 11th in this current patch what's your favorite
0: <laughs> okay so for my favorite game is co-op yes! uh, originally originally did not want this game uh this game mode i was just like okay it's going to be interesting it's going to be one of those game modes for other players and then i played and i was like nope
1: <laughs> this is
0: my game <laughs> mode nope, i'm going <laughs> to be playing this constantly absolutely um, so that's my favorite uh favorite Dark side hero is um, Darth Vader, and then favorite light side is Ch- 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 Chewbacca.
2: Wow! Oh, whoa! Wow! Interesting choices.
1: Chewy. Yes. Okay.
2: What, what do you What I'm, do I'm you play on? What do you play on primarily, Sage? What What like console or like PC?
3: What is it?
0: <clears throat> uh, it I we have both of the consoles. Uh, primarily I play on the Xbox though.
3: Yes. Dude, we got to get you in with us sometimes because we we make yes. some runs.
0: Uh, username SWB Podcast.
1: All right. Well, then we're done. We got to do it. Uh, it we out. are also <laughs> huge fans of co-op. We've, we've played a couple rounds ourselves. Lately, me uh, and my partner, as she's been watching me, have been getting into Ewok Hunt with the new map. Yes. That's been a ton of fun to get back to. You. Turn all the lights off in the apartment. Such a terrifying <laughs> game. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm sure when we will dive a little more into Battlefront 2 later in the show. Uh, But yes, if you haven't checked out the Star Wars Battlefront podcast, definitely go over there, hit that subscribe button, listen to Sage and his brother talk all things games. So a couple slight updates we want to run through. Uh, We have a a few new collections on the site, but I want to highlight, because of this week, two particular collections. So as we mentioned, tomorrow there's a little show coming out called The Mandalorian. For your viewing pleasure, just a small one. It's it's a little indie. uh, It was kickstarted. I think it's going to be fine. (laughs) Uh, we I heard it's a fan film. Yeah, it is a fan film. That fan is Dave Filoni. <laughs> 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 we do have a collection on the site that's all about the Mandalorians. So if you go to utini.com and the reading guides, you hit if you like Mandos, you're going to see all kinds of stuff about Mandalorians. Now, a lot of this stuff is going to be some legend stuff because that's a lot of the Mandalorian history, but you're going to get a little bit of canon as well. And I can't imagine it's going to be too long before we get our first written content featuring uh the mandalorian and a bit of his history what do you what do you guys think do you think we're gonna get a comic first Do you think we'll get a book spinoff of the mandalorian universe
2: they're pretty quick with the comics honestly it wouldn't surprise me if it was if it was a miniseries which i am not crazy about i love i love the comics but like i i don't like that they always get sort of first dibs on major stuff because the comics are not as popular as the novels so i don't know why that is it's easier, I guess. It's
1: shorter, shorter form, I guess. Yeah, yeah. probably turn them out a little quicker. Right. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I could see, like, a little uh, four-issue mini of The Mandalorian's history, kind of what they're doing with the Jedi Fallen Order comic series right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is a great segue to the other guide we have. If you like Jedi in honor of Friday's release of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, the single-player story-driven game we've been waiting for for years – then you can get that. You got some cool Jedi stories. Uh, again, I'm sure we're going to be getting some more Cal stories, maybe in comics, maybe in some books. But right now, we do have a comic series featuring Seer. Right? That's her name. Uh, his ma- uh His mentor in the game, Sage. Is that my- am I right on that?
0: Seer. Yes. yes.
1: Seer. Yeah. Uh, it's when she was a Padawan. Uh, is there's a? It's Jedi Fallen Order. Oh my God! Dark Temple. That was it. Jedi Phone Order Dark Temple is going on right now, so if you want a little more of Fallen Order in your life, check that out, and check out the collection for the full amount of Jedi stories that we got. Now, last thing about the site, Corey, you did a little work this week while you were being a doctor. I did. I did.
2: I somehow find time to do web design at all hours of the day. Maybe it's because it's just on my computer. I don't have to talk to anybody else to do it. I can just mindlessly sit there so if i have a patient no show or um if i have like if it's taking a long time for a nurse to put a patient in a room i will often just pull up something and work on something on the website like literally all (laughs) day every day is what happens either that or i talk talk to people in slack which is crazy um if you've not been to utini.com lately you need to go there um i completely redid all the navigation for the site like um, how you find everything, everything is different now. So like it's, I have a just big giant headings for, um, kind of more broad stuff since we have sort of changed our, um, sort of business model, I guess a little bit. Uh, we're mostly focused on helping people get into the EU for the first time. And then also, uh, the podcast is huge. So play around utina.com, check it out. There's a lot of really cool sections, uh, that highlight really what we do. And, uh, yeah, it's it's different completely uh, both on mobile and on the desktop. And uh, this is just one of some of the big changes that are coming soon. I'm about to completely redo the homepage too so it more reflects what we do. Um, but for now, site navigation. Go check it out.
1: Absolutely. Uh, you are desperately wasting your talents as a doctor, and I hope someday you figure that out. <laughs> uh, but if you do go to that new review tab, I want to plug one thing I put on the site this week, which is my first ever review of a cookbook, which, y'all, I made it. We did it. We did it. Uh, the, 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 the awesome folks at Inside Editions have been partnering with us for this last month, sending us some of their really cool things, like their pop-up book we talked about last episode. And this week, they sent me the Galaxy's Edge official Black Spire Outpost cookbook. And, oh, wow, yeah, I'm not like a chef by any means. And I was like, oh, this will be cool. It's a fascinating thing because there's actually a lot of weird canon knowledge in it. Because the entire <laughs> thing is narrated by Cookie <laughs> from A Crash of Fate and Black Spire. So wow. every recipe is written in character. So Have he you tried anything in it yet? Have you made not anything yet? yet? Um, we're, we're, we're gathering ingredients for this week to uh, cook you, one of the you soups. You better
3: make tip-yip. You better make the tip-yip.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, the tip-yip is definitely on the schedule. But uh, I, I wrote up a little bit there because I was just kind of blown away by how well it was constructed, and something that could have easily been a throwaway. So definitely check that out if you want. Um, I would highly recommend. And this week coming up, I'll be doing a review of the Rebel Starfighters Workshop Manual. If you guys have the Millennium Falcon or the Death Star or the TIE Fighter manuals in the past, they did. Um, These are the books that go through all of the inner workings of the starships, how they fly, who designed them, all that kind of stuff. So keep your eyes peeled on the site for those. A couple more shout-outs. We want to give a shout-out to our new patron from last week, uh, which is Ross Orlando. I see you in the chat there, my friend. So, welcome. And, man, a shout-out to the chat. We've been going for a while, and we haven't said hi to Ross, Patrick Ortiz, Juliana Mendez, Freddie C, Uh, Carl's in there. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in live. Um, But Ross is our newest patron. So, thank you, man. Welcome to the family. That's all I got.
2: The fam, welcome to the, the fam. fam. Who it's now good. we're gonna do cook? We're gonna do cooking episodes now. We should do it. We should do like Charles did in our meeting. We had cooking with Charles. It needs to be a show.
1: Yeah, there was a day we were we were all meeting for a Slack meeting about uh, video content, and sure, it happened to be dinner time. So Charles was down at his computer <laughs> and just cooked some meal. While we're talking,
2: Charles, was it your computer? Was it a phone? How did you, was, you set that
3: up? It was my phone. Yeah, because I was on my computer over at the desk, and then you guys wanted to keep talking, and I was like, I got to multitask. So you got to see some <laughs> of my knife work. You got to see my best Bobby Flay impression. Maybe one day it'll make it to the show.
2: It was impressive. I'm not gonna lie, the camera angle was top notch. It was some Rachel Ray shit, man. I'm telling you.
1: <laughs> I was marvelously impressed and uh, surprisingly aroused. Moving on, uh, we had had two more reviews. Were you
0: cooking aphrodisiacs?
1: Oh, that's Uh, the only way Charles knows how to cook, Sage. That's all I cook. (laughs) We had two new reviews on the site for some books. uh, So I want to highlight P. Maddie Ice. Our friend reviewed Master and Apprentice. P. Maddy Ice. P. Please, Maddie Ice.
2: somebody create the username Natty Ice Lemonade. I want that. I was about to say, so it I, sounds...
3: Was this Corey? Was this just Corey's pen <laughs> name? Like, it might have been. I will read been.
2: every single review you write on our website on this show if you <laughs> create a username. <laughs> Matty Maddie Maddie Ice, Maddie Ice, Ice
1: Lemonade. Lemonade. But for this one, unfortunately, we only have P. Maddy Ice, who just got done beating the Saints on Sunday. And he wrote... Or she wrote, uh, for Master and Apprentice, you guys want to guess how many stars they gave it? Five. Absolutely. Five Five. Absolutely. half. Five stars, titled just pure Star Wars. It reads, Man, this story is fun. It's filled with good characters, exciting action, and an amazing story. One of my favorites in canon or legends. Obi-Wan is fantastic as always, and I would recommend this to anyone. As we would. Straight up. Yep. I mean... We did a roundtable on this back in, like, the second or third episode of this podcast. And we adored it. Then, love it now. Definitely check out Master and Apprentice if you haven't yeah. yet.
2: I love Master and Apprentice. I mean, you guys have heard me rave about it. It's, it might be my favorite canon book. It's one of my favorite canon books. Like, it's definitely my top three if it's not my favorite. Yeah. I love it.
1: It's pretty perfect. I mean, Claudia Gray could do no wrong. And then you add in Qui-Gon Obi-Wan. Ugh. Spectacular. Yeah,
2: it's fantastic. Loved it.
1: Another book, and we're going to get a little risky here. Juliana Mendez, uh, star of Discord, live chat, and everything, she reviewed a book. Mm. Do you want to guess what it was?
2: Uh, I mean, I'm not sure we should speak it out loud on this show.
1: Like uh, This book was E.K. Johnston's Queen's Shadow.
3: What was that, Eric? You, you cut out. It, 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 I Queen, think you're losing Queen's connection. Sha- <laughs> uh,
1: oh, oh, okay, our electricity went out for a second, but it's back. So Queen's Shadow... Um, <laughs> She gave this, similarly, five stars. And she says, Padme's universe. This book provides a new perspective on the handmaidens in Padme. Padme is portrayed as a strong character with flaws and strengths. If you want to learn about her world and transition from a queen to a senator, this is the book for you. I enjoyed seeing the universe through her eyes. And I completely agree. I said yeah, it as much I- many accurate. times when we tried to review it back in the day. <laughs>
3: That should have been one of the Such first sh- episodes of this show, actually, it if it should hadn't have been. crapped out on us.
1: <laughs> uh, Such a
0: missed opportunity not to call it Padmaidens.
3: Mm. Oh, oh, the Maidens! I like it. Oh, that Maiden would
1: have been lovely. Universe.
3: You know, uh, Juliana they- was in the Discord chat, and she was asking, are there any other books that feature Padme like that? And I really hadn't even thought about that question before. There, really, there aren't. Like, I mean, that was... Not really. No, she's a cameo,
2: like, like, in a couple of Legends books, maybe, but, like, yeah. it's gotta be, like,
3: old Clone Wars stuff that, like, doesn't really mention her that much. Yeah. yeah. So I we, like, we, we jokingly hate on it, but hey, we need a Padme book, right? I mean, she's, oh, yeah. she's a super important character, so. I
1: think that's one of the great things about that book is that it really made her the star because she, she does have some pretty cool features. In, like, Thrawn Alliances, she's got a little bit um, on – in uh, Clone Wars Wild Space, which I just read for the upcoming episode of Legends Library. She's definitely in that a bit, but she's always – in service to one of the other characters, right? So that book did a really great job writing her, and I I really do hope we get more Padme content in the future. I know we got her one-shot comic last year. In our, no, this past year, in Age of Republic, that would have been. Age of that Republic, would be, they gave her This one. would be
2: a great thing for uh, our incredible producer, West to uh, maybe help us out with. Maybe see if you can do some digging, see if there's some other uh, Padme stuff in Legends. That'd be helpful.
1: Would love that. Uh, oh, quick comment. Emma... Uh, our Battlefront buddy was commenting in our Discord. Says, "What's up to the live stream?" She does not have a YouTube account, so she can't comment, but she wanted to say hi. So, what's up, Emma? How's it going? Uh, and, I'll, and I would be remiss not to mention, guys. Freddie C, our beloved producer, commented a little earlier, saying that we better cook for him out of that cookbook at celebration when we're staying at his house. So. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right.
2: So we're <laughs> crashing with Freddie.
1: I think it's time. Alright, so a couple quick things now about video games, everyone, because we are celebrating Star Wars games in the main part of this show. Because this Friday, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is releasing, and I have been waiting for this game for quite a while. I mean, I feel like we've been hearing about this game for years. Am I am I wrong about that? Maybe it's just the hype. I don't
2: I don't know. I just feel like it's been a long time coming, I think, for a lot of reasons. But I I feel like... Do you guys think that, you know, say just to be a good question for you, do you think that maybe Star Wars thirteen thirteen in some ways evolved into this project?
0: I don't think so. You don't think so uh, at 13, all? No. Thirteen thirteen was um such an interesting experiment that they, they tried to do before like they got shut down and yeah. after Disney making bought, that like
1: thirteen minute gameplay demo
0: exactly oh. it was such a missed opportunity i would have loved to see that uh but this is a completely different team uh they've started from the from ground zero on this one uh, it's respawn who's done the titanfall games mm-hmm. and uh, do uh, apex as well
1: mm-hmm. which are so, phenomenal i mean if you guys haven't played titanfall titanfall 2 especially uh phenomenal one of games. the
0: best feeling games to play yes like it's got, the gameplay is top-notch so that's what i'm expecting for um fall in order above most of all is the uh, the game feel because they master that um but 1313 was a completely different thing uh i, I do think that they've drawn inspiration from that just being that it's yeah, a single player that's really what game. what i mean
2: more than anything else i mean it's just like that 1313 came from the idea of wanting a single player story driven kind of first-person game in a lot of ways, and that's what this is. So I almost wonder if, you know, that project... I don't know why it went under. They never really said why. They decided not to go through with it. The gameplay looked great. It looked like flipping Uncharted, except Star Wars.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, I think that's one of the exciting things about Fallen Order. Everything they've shown does give kind of that Uncharted vibe, does give that, like, there's going to be a lot of platforming. There's going to be a lot of puzzle stuff. um, And hopefully using the Force in order to kind of manipulate the environment so you can move through it. Uh, a couple great questions for everyone here. We'll go through. Does everyone have it pre-ordered? Yes. Yes.
0: I mean, do you even need to ask? I mean, well,
1: that's <laughs> the thing. I think like there's been this giant, this giant movement against pre-ordering lately, especially from EA. EA has, has had a yes. lot of problems in the past. But this is well, different.
2: This is not it, a multiplayer
3: uh-huh. game. And this is right.
1: Star Wars. And, it's Star and
3: Wars. you get extra stuff. I need the extra stuff. Okay, how exactly. let me ask I need that BTS, right? Let me yes. ask
2: you guys this. How did you guys pre order? Who did you go through? Xbox store, I, just
3: tra- digital, Xbox, yeah, straight up.
1: Really?
0: Digital. I went through um so in in Battlefront there's a tile to pre order the game mm-hmm. and you get ten percent off if you go through that tile.
1: Yep, that's what I did.
2: Yeah. Wow. Did not know that. That would have been nice to know. I appreciate you guys letting me <laughs> you know about that. You bunch of jackasses! I did not know that at all.
3: We figured that you had enough money to cover that ten percent with all that we we're oh pulling in on you, Teeny.
2: <laughs> we got a Patreon hey, now? breaking even. How many times do I have to say this? <laughs> Yeah, I've been uh, hearing
0: that for like 3 years.
2: Listen, <laughs> yeah, I I'm still old school, all right? I like having physical copies of games because mm-hmm. if they suck, I can take them to GameStop and get a really terrible deal, but nonetheless, <laughs> I can get some money back. You can get
1: those 2 dollars
0: back.
3: You can
2: get 10%. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 10%. God.
1: Yeah, I'm a I I I pre-ordered so pre-order the deluxe edition. Um, okay, because, I was just about to ask. Yeah, cause yep. I don't go I don't do like you know, the crazy ones where you can get a statue and like, I'm not, I'm not doing that stuff, but I definitely got the deluxe. Cause if there's, I'm a slut for skins. Like if there's a costume <laughs> that I miss out on or the, my little droid, can be a I different can change color. my
0: lightsaber.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, you didn't get the puce Kyber crystal. God damn it. Like, I'm, I'm going to get it. All right. I will go back and play this game. It will be until mine. <laughs> until the topaz crystal is in my saber. That is, <laughs> I don't care.
2: I, uh... I I after buying um uh, I bought Battlefield 5. I like never buy video games. I hardly play video games to be honest and like I I pre-ordered the deluxe edition of Battlefield Five, and I have never been more disappointed in a deluxe edition of a game in my life. Like I was so unbelievably disappointed that, like, it burned me hard. Like, (laughs) like I I will never get on the. I don't think I'll ever get on the. Don't ever pre-order anything from EA bandwagon, just because I don't think that it's actually possible to boycott gigantic corporations. But that's a whole other thing. I don't think that I will ever buy a deluxe edition unless, like, it's just got an absolute metric crap load of of stuff that comes with it. And this one does have a lot of stuff, but not not a ton. Not a crazy amount.
0: Yeah, I'm here for the behind the scenes stuff that was in the deluxe edition. Yeah. Like that was like, okay, I'm sold. Do you going to give me behind the scenes content that like very <laughs> very few game developers actually give? i mm-hmm. I'm going to support that. Give it to me now. <laughs> what
2: what 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 is it? Tell me about this. What is this? What is this? I don't know anything apparently. <laughs>
0: So, uh, for the Lux Edition, <laughs> alongside the skins, which Eric is a big fan of, yes. um, they have a behind-the-scenes video set. Uh, basically, you can watch the developers walk you through the process of uh, the game uh, and fantastic. how they made it. Exactly. As soon as I was like, yep, okay, yeah. I know which one I'm ordering. <laughs> yeah. So, that that was the main reason for me.
1: So, real quick, if you are following along with this and actually don't know what Jedi Fallen Order is, I want to take a quick second to, one, say thank you for sticking with us because you clearly just like the sounds of our voices because none of that made sense. Uh, But (laughs) the basic pitch for Jedi Fallen Order is it is a third-person game, uh, as Sage said, from Respawn Entertainment that is following Cal Kestis, who is a Padawan, who escaped Order 66. This takes place between Episodes 3 and 4, much like Star Wars Rebels. And you play as Cal, as far as we know, trying to kind of survive. He wants to he wants to stay low for a while, you know, stay out of the spotlight, kind of like Kanan did. But then he uses his Force powers to save someone on a job, and then he's on the run. So you find Seer, as we mentioned earlier, um, who is a woman that was a Jedi and is now hiding as well. We get BD-1, who may be the best droid puppy ever. It must be protected Beautiful. at all costs. And you fight people like the new Purge Troopers, which are new Stormtroopers in the game, and a couple Inquisitors. We know at least we have the second sister and the ninth sister are confirmed to be in the game. Which, both I mean, that, that ninth sister gameplay looks terrifying. Like, <laughs> So there's going to be some huge lightsaber battles with that. There's going to be some platforming, some jumping around akin to Metroid, akin to Uncharted. People have compared it to Dark Souls with combat with a little bit of the new God of War, a little bit of Mass Effect as far as space exploration goes. This game promises to be, at least before the review embargo is lifted, everything we've been waiting for 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 many, many years. <laughs> um, so kind of round-robin on this, I want to ask you guys, out of all those things we've mentioned, what excites you? the most about this game whether it be gameplay whether it be characters whether it be setting uh charles i want to go to you first what is what's really just grinding your gears about this
3: um i think it's going to be the the exploration of that time period because uh, post episode three like post jedi purge order 66 that is fascinating to me um and anytime we can get some more of that I'll take it. Like, I love what we got from Kanan in um, Rebels. And, I mean, this is obviously kind of in the same vein. So, that's what I'm probably most looking forward to is just seeing more about what that was like.
1: Absolutely. Uh, in our chat, Ross just threw in he would love some collectibles in the game that maybe add some Legend stuff back into canon. So, maybe Kel finds a Sith Holocron that has Revan in it. Oh, heck, yeah. Oh, maybe that'd idea. be a cool thing. Again, a, lot of,
2: a lot of opportunity for stuff like that. I mean, we're going to yes. go into you know, some of the older video games here in a few minutes and, and kind of talk about like uh, what they did for Star Wars canon at the time, now Star Wars Legends. But, like, I mean, this is – video games are a beautiful opportunity for that. Like, if if Fallen Order can do some of what KOTOR did for EU, bring it on. Please. Give me one 100%. Give me
1: because we, we know that this game is canon. So the story that it will tell is canon. Mm-hmm. Uh. So that is, un- that is there's no doubt in that. However, because it's a game, you have things like we're talking about with the skins, lightsaber colors. You'll be able to collect different lightsaber crystals. That does not necessarily mean, as far as we know, that the character of Cal Kestis and Canon had eight different lightsabers. But you can swap them out as a gamer. We already know that the del- that the pre-orders will let you get the Mygito and the Umbara hilts. And those look kind of cool, so maybe we get other classic hilt so we can't get Revan's hilt we can get Dooku's hilt you know things like that could be really fun to throw in I totally agree uh so Corey are you, are you with with Ross on that or do you have something else that's kind of uh really exciting you about this specifically uh, be... I mean
2: I I just love story driven games like period like KOTOR is my jam you guys have heard me talk about that so many times on this show <laughs> like I have legit See played you, through Lose. KOTOR I think I have more more hours logged in that specific game than probably any other game, like, in my life. Like, I have legit played through it end-to-end, like, nine times, and, hmm. like, that's a lot for me. I don't, just don't play that many video games. So, I just love story-driven stuff. Like, um, the campaign in Battlefront was really fun. It, it disappointed me in a yeah. lot of ways. It was very, like, railroady, and that bothered me a little bit, but we got a lot of really cool canon stuff, and I love... Like big name character cameos, like that, like that, like behind the scenes shot with Saul Guerrero in it that we got to see. Yeah, going so Saul's yes. gonna be in
1: the game. Yeah, very much like Luke was in Battlefront. Like we got to see him interact with Inferno Squad. So who else is Cal gonna meet?
2: Yeah, 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 I absolutely love that kind of stuff. So like, just give me more and more of that. Like, does this game have any sort of open world component to it at all? Do we know yet?
1: Uh, they said it's no. going
0: okay. to be, uh, it's going to be somewhat. So it's not linear. Uh, but it's not open world. It's going to be in the style of like a metroidvania. So you have the option to travel to these different areas uh, and different points. Some some certain areas in the planets won't be unlockable because you don't have the ability. Um, so it'll have like a suggested way to go but you can go from there you're going to go into your ship and select uh some of these planets and you can go and explore these different areas uh complete different tasks and that kind of thing Mm. um but again certain areas won't be able to be unlocked if you don't have certain abilities i'm such a
2: sucker for side quests oh my god oh yeah yes I i love that stuff so much like like did you guys play the assassin's creed games ever yeah yeah, like I I used yes. to try to complete those to 100% completion, like mm-hmm. like that was so much fun. And uh like so yeah. so it sounds like this is not going to be quite as open world as Assassin's Creed, which is all no. like complete open world, no. but maybe not quite as as linear as like the Uncharted games, I suppose.
0: No, it's not. It's going to be it's it, I from what I've heard and from what people that have that told me that have played the game, it's going to be a mix of the two. Uh all of the impressions that I've heard from friends of mine, um that have gotten to go to go and actually play the game before it came out said they came into it thinking that it was going to be a much more linear game they came out of it and said oh my gosh this was much more open than i thought it was
1: cool so so sage on that note is that kind of open uh feel something that has you super excited as as a as more of a gamer or is are there something else that's even making you more jazzed than that
0: it's definitely that time frame that that time frame is such an interesting area especially for someone who has survived order 66 and has these force powers and then i also like the dynamic where they're just like oh am i supo- should i use this power and reveal myself or should i just kind of hide and just lay low even though like the jedi are supposed to be these people that help um i think that's fascinating and again Ty- the the developers of titanfall and apex i mean that gameplay is going to be amazing.
1: Yeah. It does seem like EA is finding studios that make kinds of games and they're just basically writing a big check and saying like, all right, go ahead, make your game, you know, which is somewhat.
0: So I've talked to uh, a few of the people that are involved with the game. Um, what's interesting is Respawn had to fight very hard to make this a lightsaber game. So really? originally, Yes. So, the original thing was Disney went to them and Lucasfilm was like, okay, you're going to make this game, but um, it's going to be about bounty hunters. And they're like, no, we want to tell a a lightsaber game. Like, this is is what we really want to do. And so, they fought really hard behind the scenes to get this to be that lightsaber combat game and to be third person. Wow.
1: Well, yeah, I guess they said, hey, you made Titanfall, so... Yeah. Do that, but with a bounty hunter.
2: Which, which lightsaber. Yeah, hey, so. Like, that third person lightsaber combat is very challenging to pull off. Like, it doesn't look it is. It looks like crap. Like, because you have, like, the yeah. old. Uh, oh, God, what are they? The old, like, Jedi Academy games that yep. were first person. <laughs> and, <laughs> they're fun. Like, they're fun, but man, that, that lightsaber combat is
3: cringy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. I have this, like, memory burned into my brain of the very first time I played Jedi Academy and after you create your character and your ship crashes you're like out in the wilderness and one of the first things you have to do is cross a river by cutting down a tree with your lightsaber yes the very first that thing i so ever did. but listen the very first thing i ever did i figured it out finally you got to cut down the tree i chopped the tree and it fell on me and i died immediately Me too. worse yes. listen listen <laughs> you
2: you laugh about that now but that game was free on Xbox Gold like like a month yeah, or 2 no, months that's ago that's how i got yeah. it yeah. listen i quit playing it like because of that goddamn tree, like it kept it fell on I'm me. Done. Yes, I was just mad. I just rage quit literally. Like this, I told my wife because she was in the room and I was like playing it and so, because I was like doing other stuff waiting to download. And I finally got into the game. I got so mad after like playing it for like an hour and a half because I couldn't get past the freaking tree area. And that's it's like the, the third first worst tree five minutes in the Star Wars God. universe.
3: <laughs>
1: Well, as as opposed to cutting down a tree, I think I'm going to have a lot more fun fighting off Inquisitors and throwing Stormtroopers with the Force, which I'm going to say... I mean, I was going to go with the world as well because we're all such fans of the lore here. That is what I'm very excited about, but I am legitimately excited to live in the world of Star Wars. Like, Battlefront is amazing, but I know it's multiplayer, and it's still, like, I'm aware there are other humans I'm playing with, whereas this is really going to be, like, an immersive game. Like, I love... Like playing my red deads, playing my Mass Effects and just going for like eight, nine hour stretches and just living as the character. Very excited to do that. Very excited to kind of let myself feel what Cal feels as much as I can. And you know, if he happens to run into Ahsoka, that'd be cool too. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna assume it, but I will absolutely pray for it. So real quick, before we take a little break here, I want to ask you guys about that prequel comic I mentioned earlier, Jedi Fallen Order Dark Temple. Has anyone been reading that I ha- besides me?
3: No.
2: I have not. Nope. I have cool. not
1: either. Perfect. We're so different here at Uteni. Uh, <laughs> Tell so yeah, us I'm about reading. it, though, Eric, because yeah. I haven't. So it follows Seer as a Padawan. Um, it, there's, a, there's a bit of a frame story element I should start with. So the second sister... The main antagonist, as we assume, of Fallen Order, is called to this planet, and there's apparently a Jedi on it, and she's going through, searching for, and the series isn't over as of yet. There's a new issue coming out this week, actually, but it starts with her looking for this Jedi, and then it flashes back to Seer learning some things with her master, so you're getting to figure out a little bit of who she is, you know, she's a little hot-headed at first, and she has to learn, you know, how to be patient a little bit, and... She and her master go to this planet, and on that planet, there is a, a company that says, hey, these native people have been attacking us, so can you go make them stop? And in true Star Wars fashion, the native people are defending their land against the corporation. So she <laughs> then decides to obviously ally with them, um, and then there's there's a bit of case of mistaken identity, mistaken death, and things like that. But I really do dig it so far, and from what I read from Star Wars Explained, I think it was, after his demo, he said he was surprised at how much the comic tied into the game. So whatever that's worth, I don't know if that means there's characters, I don't know if that means that there's a setting that's similar, but it's a lot of fun. I think that either the last issue comes out this week or the second to last, so Hmm. uh, Matthew Rosenberg is is writing it, Paolo Villanelli is is, uh, drawing it, so very much recommend that if you like.
0: So with that, that sounds interesting.
1: yeah, it's a lot of fun. Star Wars, Jedi Phone Order, Dark Temple, which may be the longest comic title I've said in a while. <laughs> so now <laughs> on that, we are going to take a quick break, everybody. Uh, thank you again to all of our friends in the chat. Andrew Bell, we see you just jumping in there. Good to see you. Uh, Carl, have a lovely rest of your night. Um, Ahsoka was not in Battlefront 2. I'm sorry to say, everybody, but hopefully we'll get here soon. We're at gonna, least yet <laughs> i know her and Asajj, i'm hoping for clone war season seven come on oh that'd be beautiful let's make it happen all right we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back and talk about some of our favorite classic star wars games
4: see you in a bit hello there my name is meg dowell and i'm a content creator with utini.com we don't talk a whole lot about legends on this podcast but legends is how many of us fell in love with star wars books and i am no exception For me, it was the Republic Commando series by Karen Travis, which, tragically, was never finished, which I didn't know when I started reading it, and was very disappointed when I found out. Order 66 is the last book that was written in the series. It wasn't supposed to be the last book, but it is the last one, and that is by far my favorite. What I really actually loved about it when I first read it is that it actually has the full text of what order 66 actually is. So it, it explains like all you hear in the movie is execute order 66. You don't know exactly what that means. You know what it means by context because terrible things happen. However, you get the actual, like, this is the written mandate of what order 66 means. And I, I love that for some reason. I loved knowing that and it just put everything into perspective as you're reading this book as it was meant to and i've never forgotten that if you're a fan of the clone wars like i am even though it technically was never finished it is a great read the characters are amazing you get a little bit of mandalorian culture in there and i can't wait to read the whole series again let me know if you're reading it we'll read it together
1: all right and we are back boom Boom. That was a I good cameo, it, I think.
4: I hope you
2: didn't have any more questions, Eric, because I'm just like all right, we're live,
1: see ya. I, I had nothing. Uh <laughs> off, I was I was busy listening to this to the luscious sounds of that uh cameo that we was, had.
2: As long as it wasn't you again, you
1: I only do one. I don't work for free bitch, you know That's... that. <laughs> <laughs> Except for every time Wes, I do
2: this. <laughs> Wes, what did you find out about Padmate? That's what I thought. Like I just I don't remember seeing her much. That's why I said, like, if she was in Legends, she had to have been in like some of that obscure sort of like there were a lot of early Clone Wars sort of books that kind of tied in with it with the TV show a little bit, but not really. Like I think they were supposed to, but they were too legendsy, I think. So
1: Yeah, well that's what I'm wondering with with Padme's story, because we we get her in Clone Wars and she's great in Clone Wars. I love her in that show, but there is literally a decade of time, and I think that's what's cool about Queen's Shadow is that it, it fills in that a little bit, but there is so much time for us to get more Padme and our Lord and Savior Bail Organa running the Senate together. So <laughs> yeah, I'm all has. about that. Is the, is oh, there Corey really? remembers it.
2: <laughs> no. All I
1: right. We got to do a round not, table. Did that.
2: Rereading. Uh, we are not doing a round table, <laughs> iJetta, on this show.
1: So help me God. <laughs> uh, All right, back back to the video games, you wild animals. Corey goes sick that time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wes, thank you, as always, for your mindless skills. And no, Corey will never make that episode. Uh, So I wanted to, for the second half of this show, or last third of this show, whatever our time is, I want to run down some of the classic Star Wars games, because believe it or not, folks, there was a time where we got more than one Star Wars game every three years, uh, we used to get quite a few.
0: Oh, my. So I, really? I,
1: it was a golden age. It was the of...
0: 3,000 years ago.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was there again, Delph. All right. Back when KOTOR came out. Now, we have mentioned KOTOR many times on this podcast. If you are a person that has never played it, KOTOR stands for Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. There was Knights of the Old Republic 1, and there was Knights of the Old Republic 2, the Sith Lords. And there was Knights of the Old Republic 3. Wait, no there wasn't. There was never a Knights of the Old Republic 3. It was rumored many times.
0: It's SWOTOR,
2: obviously. SWOTOR. No, Uh, it's not. Shut your freaking (laughs) faces. It is not SWOTOR. (laughs) (laughs) So,
1: great segue. Corey, I was going to give you the floor. Tell us what you... Because you are the... I I would argue the resident KOTOR expert as we said in the earlier part of the show what yeah. do you love so much about kotor when you first played it back in 2003 and what makes it still such a good game either to go back to or what kind of left its mark on in the industry
2: let me tell you my story about kotor because i am so ready so i was a kid um i had a, i had an xbox as was and, i yep mm-hmm, we all were yep <laughs> uh, uh, so i had an xbox um my first xbox got the red ring of death Okay. Oh no! It happened so, to me
1: six times. Oh God! Yeah. So you poor
0: soul. The what were you doing was gosh, that no. Xbox?
3: Playing it into the bathtub.
1: It was yes. awful.
2: It was terrible. It was terrible. So I had a, had an Xbox, and I really wanted a Star Wars game, and I went to GameStop, and KOTOR had just came out, and I got it, and I hated it. I was a dumb kid, didn't know what I was doing. So we returned it and bought a much older game, which was Jedi Academy. And I hated that worse. Okay. So um, this is, I was young and dumb. So we ended up returning it. This all happened in the course of return as in traded it. Cause we did a game when you we were a kid. So um, I traded uh, Jedi Academy two, I think, and then came back and got KOTOR finally and actually played through it. And when I was actually finally old enough to appreciate KOTOR, it like completely blew my blew my mind. Like, it was. It's first person. It's like an MMO. Um, it's kind of complex. I think. Third person. For, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Third person. It's yeah. hard for a kid to get into because of the mechanics of an MMO. But man, the story that it tells is just so rich and like it just did so much for building the lore of what Old Republic was like, what the Jedi were like back when um, there were you know allegedly thousands of Jedi. Um, and Dark Jedi are a thing, and Sith are a thing, and, and just Revan's entire story was just so epic. Like, he yeah. ran off to in this giant crusade to fight against the Mandalorians who had been essentially sponsored by the Sith to, like, conquer the galaxy in preparation for the Sith uprising, is essentially what yeah. happened. And, like, man, the Mandalorians and their story it was just so epic, and they had those giant robot things that they... what do they call like Basilisk or something? (laughs) They were able to fly in the sky and land. It was just epic. And and like Revan's story of uh, like he wanted to go fight against this evil in the galaxy and the Jedi Council essentially forbid him. So he gave him the finger and then ran away and ended up accidentally turning to a Sith because (laughs) of it. It was just such a rich, rich, beautiful story. And um, so much really incredible lore came out of that, right? We got... Um, a lot of the original Sith stuff came out of that Korriban as a planet. I'm pretty sure came out of, um, the coach war games, the Mandalorians as a culture really came out of those games. Like it just did more for building lore. I think than honestly, any other media had done since the original films, like, uh, I mean, it just established so much and the games were incredible. I've played through them so many times. Mm-hmm. Didn't love the second one nearly as much as I did the first one. Um, but it's still a pretty good story nonetheless. Yeah,
1: and I think one of the cool things about that game too is yeah. that it, it really focused on the importance of the relationships your character could have with other people because yeah. in that game, every every mission you go, you bring two people in your party. So if you played like Mass Effect, which is also made by BioWare, the same people that made KOTOR, it's a similar thing. You can talk with your party. You get to know them. You um, kind of have these really deep emotional bonds with these people. And I think yeah. that that really helped you Get into a Star Wars game like no one had ever really tried before, and right. um, if you want to play Kotor right now, it's it's a little hard to play like on a on a console. You still can, but it, the aspect ratio is a little messed up and it's a little different. They have it for iOS. Which yeah, is how what's I pl- up I with it.
2: what is up yeah. with that? How is such an enormous game ported for <laughs> so, iOS? Like so I
1: I was a similar dumb kid to you, Corey, back in the day. I got Kotor one. I got to the sand people on Tatooine, couldn't beat them, and I quit. And he's dumb. It's too hard. Uh, <laughs> I put it down for a decade, and then this past year, it was on sale on the iPad for like ten bucks. I'm like, fine, I guess. And I played through the whole thing. I would play it. I'd play it till my iPad died, and then while it was charging, I'd read Master and Apprentice. And then when it was charged back up again, I'd go back and play Kotor. It was a great. It was a great system. But it, it works really well because a lot <laughs> of it is like you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna click to go to this person. It's turn based combat. So it's a little less active as far as the clicking goes. Mm -hmm. So if you want to give KOTOR a chance, I highly recommend going into there.
2: Yeah. On the iOS. I played, I think the first time I played it it still holds up. Yeah. Yeah. It totally does. The first time I played it on iOS, I was in Guatemala. Funny enough. (laughs) Um, I was like staying with a buddy (laughs) of mine uh, who I'm in residency with now. um, And we, I was like browsing star Wars. He's a big star Wars fan too. And this is right. I think it was right when the Disney acquisition was rumored to about to happen. Um and like we were like speculating about what Star Wars was gonna come out and they funny enough about that same time released it on the iOS and I just stumbled on it and was like oh my god like <laughs> it's how my is childhood. this how is this possible that this is like such an enormous game because it's like a it's like a ninety hour game like it's not a yeah. short game at all it's a yes. super long can game really if you play it, it yes if you play it to completion it's a really really long game I was like how is this on the iOS we went to like a cafe. Um, downtown and hung out there there's free wi-fi and we stayed there for like eight hours so i could download this like four gigabyte game onto my (laughs) onto my iphone and i played i played i played through it twice in guatemala like no kidding
1: that's awesome and then the story of kotor so it went through one and two and then it expanded into the old republic mmo which is so kotor is an rpg straight up role-playing game single player and then The Old Republic is a massively multiplayer online role-playing game. like World of Warcraft, if you've never played it. Um, did any of you guys get into The Old Republic at all? Yeah. So, Sage, you said you did? I-,
0: I tried it out. It was not my game. Right. Uh, I am not one of those types of gamers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did play KOTOR 1 and 2 uh, just recently, too. Um, I played them on the Xbox One backwards compatibility. They were on like Game Pass. And- yeah. I Crack Those Bad Boys Open, and they still hold up and are such a fun game. It's a little a little interesting going back to that turn-based uh, combat, right. but once you get used to that, it is such a great game, especially if you're there for the story.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Considering it's like 16 years old now.
1: Yeah, yeah right?
2: As far as the older public goes, um, <laughs> I have a funny story about the older public. Also, um, I was super jacked about the <laughs> older public, um, and actually, about the time when they were making the game is when I sort of discovered podcast. Funny enough, um, and I figured out that like there wasn't YouTube wasn't huge yet; it was kind of a thing, but it wasn't huge yet. Um, but there were a lot of people podcasting about games and development and that sort of thing, and there were a couple like Star Wars: the Old Republic. Um, podcast kind of floating around about the making of the game. They would release like exclusive footage and things like that. And I followed the making of the Old public for like two years. Like I, for real, like when they, it was the first game I ever followed to completion. Um, and then I pre-ordered like the exclusive edition. I, I actually, my Darth, I had the Darth Malgus, like, like statue that came with like the, collect- oh, wow, the collector's nice. edition. Um, it came in this huge box, like a box, like the size, of, like the Lego set millennium Falcon. Have you guys seen that? It's a huge box. The collector's edition did, um, it had this, I have it still on my shelf still actually, it came with like this journal of some Jedi master that like, mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, uh, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I have it on my, I have it on my shelf. I should show it to you guys later. But, um, it's, hey, it pull, was really pull it cool. out
1: a, pull it out in Aftermath. Yeah. Little plug yeah. for our after show.
2: Absolutely. We'll pull it out and talk about it. But like, so I followed that development of the game for a long time. I didn't know anything about MMOs. I'd never played World of Warcraft or any of that, like, ever in my life. So I didn't understand. Like this whole pay a monthly fee to play video games was stupid. Like I thought that was awful. Mm-hmm. Like I <laughs> yep, couldn't imagine. I was right there with you. It was so dumb. And like the game came out and I bought the collector's edition. And um, funny timing, I had my wisdom teeth taking out like the oh. week that it was released. So like like Like, two days... before it was released, I had my wisdom teeth taken out. So I had like a solid week to do nothing except sit in bed and play video games. So I played it literally for like 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 13 hours a day for like five days.
1: That's like, so weird. I feel like that same sickness is going to hit me next week for uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Yes, <laughs> I yes. feel it coming on.
2: <laughs> so I, I don't think I did. It took me a long time, like a long time, like a solid month of playing it to finally get my head around how MMOs work, how technical they are. There's so much to do, and it really bothered me. That like, in a lot of ways, it was like KotOR, but the story progressed so slowly, so freaking yeah. slowly, and like to the point that it doesn't really feel like like a story. There are game stakes at all. to it,
1: yeah. Because that that's one of the problems I had with the older Republic as well. I started it, you know, I got the the free weekend or whatever it was, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna try out. It's Star Wars, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. But the problem I find with some MMOs like that is that you are the most important person in the universe. But there's also like tens of thousands of other people that are the most important person in the universe. So it's it's tough to kind yep. of keep that that kind of <laughs> stake going for me. Right. But and the story isn't like, very
2: cohesive. Like the way that yeah. you play through, like the big what do they call them, like events or God, what are those things called? Like you know you have to expansions
1: de- and oh, so I'm checking no, the chat to- here actually, and uh, Patrick Ortiz, our Jedi Hack Council member himself, uh, is uh, talking a little bit about tour He says it has eight different campaigns you can play through. You can play them all for free. He has a max level Imperial Agent. He actually wow. went in Switch. That's, That's Max cool. level is freaking insane. Yeah, so um, the game
2: has really expanded since yeah, like, we it, originally it, played it. it's still it.
1: going. There's still expansions that are being made I, for it.
2: I will tell you what, though, about Star Wars The Old Republic. The flipping CGI trailers they made for that oh, game are yeah. so unbelievably good. Like, oh, my God. Like, yes. Find – if you've not seen them, you need to go to YouTube right now – and type in something like Star Wars: The Old Republic cinematic trailers. Combined. They're like
3: many. They're like mini movies, even more. So, they yeah. are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: they're that's so, so good. I mean, and, and that content exists, and that and that content does exist because people are like, "Oh man, why can't we just have this in the movies?" It's like it's it's there. Watch it. It's real yeah. and it's beautiful <laughs> and it it's is. super cool. Um, but I do wanna, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna strong arm us a little bit because man, we could talk about these games forever. I, there's a couple more I want to get to. I do want to throw it to Sage now uh, because I want to talk about Battlefront, man. Now, I know we don't have an entire I, – I can't imagine how you could do an entire podcast about a, a single game. I mean, do you have four years?
0: How long do got? I have? Because I can go on for so, quite dude, some time. <laughs> so
1: basically, I want to say um, a lot of us have played Star Wars Battlefront. A lot of us were introduced to Star Wars games through Star Wars Battlefront. What do you think – makes the original Star Wars Battlefront great? And what do you think makes the new, uh, whether it be Star Wars Battlefront or Battlefront 2 great, but in a different way? Because they are they're similar, but they're very different games.
0: Yes. So I did make a a podcast documentary on this called On the Battlefront before the game came out. Go get that
1: now! Go download that now! Um,
0: And I went through, I went to a bunch of my friends who do uh, content creation in the Star Wars gaming uh, space on YouTube and we kind of kind of tackled that question i just think it's the well before battlefront we didn't have anything like it yeah there was there was no way to get that fix for battlefront like for star wars in that way like immerse yourself into these huge battles and i think that's really what talked what really talked to people when it came out and i mean the way i was introduced to Star Wars video games was through the Lego games, and then I went to my cousins, and they're like, "Hey, we've got a Star Wars game. Have you played it?" It's like, no, because um, I was a GameCube boy. Um, oh. yes. All so right, I didn't all have, right. I didn't have the the fancy fancy Star Wars Battlefront, but they did, and they they showed it to us, and oh my gosh, we we stayed up all night, woke up early to play that game.
4: Mm.
1: Remember when you used and. to have friends just purely based on the games they had at their house? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, yes. a little Easter egg for people watching. Uh, Wes, uh, our our lovely Babu Frick is holding up his disc of Star Wars Battlefront Two. OG. mine's a little
0: bit out of reach. Oh, that's um, beautiful. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> I specifically bought a PlayStation Two for that game. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah.
2: That's awesome.
1: Um, Cause yeah, it it was, it was like. I I had a similar friend. I didn't own it, but I went to his house because we could. You could go through a galactic conquest, right? You do battle, you do battle planet by planet by planet, and you could base. It wasn't a single player mode, but it felt like a story mode of you conquering the Mm -hmm. galaxy.
0: The five O first journals. Oh my god!
2: (laughs) Go watch that cinematic video on YouTube right now, man. The Jedi Temple level. Man, was yes. still. So like we good. what? What does he say? He says something like, "We all knew what we were about to do, but nobody said a word. Not yes. not when we were on the ship, not when we landed, and not when we marched into the Jedi Temple. Not a word. It's just like it's oh, so intense. My God, it's so yeah. dark and intense. Like, man, that was sick. I loved yeah. it.
0: I will still break that out and play through that. Like uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, one of my friends who I met through the podcast came and visited, and." We broke that out and played through the Galactic Conquest and that that campaign, and it still holds up yeah. um, surprisingly well. Like it it holds up to a game that comes out today. Um, so that's how I originally got into this whole universe. And just a fun fact: when Battlefront 2015 came out, uh, do, do you remember the Darth Vader PlayStation 4 that they released with that game?
2: No. But that sounds like something I should know about.
0: <laughs> yes. So PlayStation was one of the people that like got the rights to promote the game. Mm-hmm. And the, in, in Jedi Fallen Order, it's Xbox. So anytime you see a trailer, it's the Xbox logo. Hell yeah, you do. But um, on Battlefront 2015, it was PlayStation. And they released a limited edition Star uh, Darth Vader PlayStation for the game that's what we got because we didn't have a PlayStation before the game came out so we bought that and then it came on the day it released and that's how we started playing Battlefront 2015
1: that's amazing now I gotta say I, was, I also played a little Battlefront 2015 myself my biggest disappointment was something that was in Battlefront 2 that is not in that and that is the ability to ride a tauntaun <laughs> where were my tauntauns yeah. that's all I wanted
0: I thought they smelled bad on the ice. Exactly,
1: <laughs> but yeah, I remember. And Battlefront One came out in 2015. Um, so Corey Charles, did you guys play that as well? Yep. Yeah.
3: yeah, not yeah, as much as was, Battlefront Two, though.
1: Yeah, no, same same for me. It was like it came out. I'm like, oh right, Battlefront. 25- same as you say. we still yeah. talking about
2: 2015. I did not yeah. play. I did not play the newest one and two. Like not even a fraction of what I played the originals. Yeah. Like, I, Star Wars Battlefront, the first one, like, not even two, the first one, like, I think was the first game that I ever, like, knew what date it was coming out and, like, made my parents drive over the mountains in Appalachia (laughs) to take me to Walmart to buy that game was the first Battlefront because I had seen it um, I got, I got Game Informer magazine and there was this two yeah! page, there was this two page spread mm-hmm. in Game Informer back in the day and it was the forest of indoor, Like, and it was just very artistic and there's like a speeder flying through and I can still remember it, obviously. And like, right. ATSD was like blowing stuff up and it was just like the title, like Star Wars Battlefront. It's, and it said something about like how, like you were a first person or a third or first, whatever, you were a, a third person you know, fight for the Empire, the Rebellion. I was like, I have to have this, and that game blew my mind. I loved the first one, and then mm-hmm. the second one came and was just like, I mean, they like skipped several steps. Like it was like the first game was probably like a seven. The the second game was like a nine point eight. Like, yeah, like Battlefront two, the original was right unbelievable. On. So I didn't played
0: within one year of each other. So they right. they were like okay. You know, Battlefront. Battlefront One came out in two thousand three. Well, imagine all of that content, but like times that by fifteen, and then you can play Heroes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the crazy thing about the the modern one to two as well. You know, they, they took a couple of years in between, and and the new Battlefront One got some some support. It got the the Rogue One DLC, which is yeah, so the, they got the Death Star DLC.
0: They released four DLCs for that bad boy. So it started yeah. with the Outer Rim, uh, went to Bespin. Um, and then it was the Death Star, and then finally it was the Scarif DLC. I put like probably around 400 hours into Battlefront 2015.
2: Wow, that's <laughs> and, and it was
1: tons of fun, but but it's so f- weird because a lot of people complain that it didn't have a single-player mode. Yes. Do you know, All which right. is so, so really weird. Like, I of have a...
2: I have a really stupid complaint about Battlefront
1: twenty fifteen. Oh my god, give me your stupidity, Corey. I my want it.
2: stupid complaint <laughs> about Battlefront twenty fifteen is there's too much blue light in it. So You're right. When, when that, that white menu that is a stupid when, <laughs> complaint, <laughs> when that game came out everything, there was so much flipping lens flare, like, and this is before I had LASIK eye surgery, okay, so I was wearing glasses. There was so much lens flare. Oh,
1: I can't but... imagine how much that sucked, you asshole.
2: Listen, it sucked <laughs> so I couldn't enjoy the game, because I got a, I got like, I got eye strain after playing it for like 20 minutes. Like, I played with my TV settings, with the Xbox settings, I tried playing it in color, colorblind mode. I could not play the damn game without getting eye strain. It was so frustrating that, like, I quit playing it. So, like, Maybe if I played it on a tiny little screen and I got to control the the color settings better, I don't yeah. know what it was, but something about that game was hard for me to look at and play.
1: Or maybe now that like the the Padme's medical droid has gone into your eyeballs and made them bionic, maybe it'll be better now. Maybe,
3: yeah, Corey. As a doctor, if I thought you would know. That's called glaucoma, and you should get help. <laughs> <for that. laughs>
1: well, after uh, they heard Corey's complaint, EA said, "All right, we got to scrap it. We got to make a whole new game." So they did make Battlefront 2, which has been mired in controversy at the start because there was a whole pay-to-win thing. If, if you weren't around for the launch of Battlefront 2 in order to unlock certain... May I? Yeah, Sage, please do. Please say it okay. so much better than I ever could.
0: <laughs> so uh, I went to EA Play uh, in 2017 before the game came out, played the alpha. So was in, was in, in the ground level.
1: You were there when it was written.
0: Yes, I was there 3,000 years ago. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
0: So from there to the beta, um, great game. We gave some feedback on there and the alpha, got to talk to the developers. And then somewhere in between the beta and the launch of the game, they're like, okay, you know what? All of the stuff that we had promoted and that kind of thing, which is throw it out the window. And (laughs) (laughs) we're going to have loot boxes and that kind of thing. But the way, the, the way that they released it, it was really a promotion for their Origin um, Access kind of uh, subscription thing. Um, Origin Access, I think, is the name of it. So if you did that, you got to play it 10 days early, but you got to play like 10 hours total, and then it was like, okay, you can purchase the game. Or if you uh, pre-ordered the Deluxe Edition, you got to play it a few days earlier than that. Um, those were the only people that... Experienced the "quote-unquote" pay-to-win loot box controversy thing. Uh, the game came out, um, and they removed the ability to purchase loot boxes with actual money. It was all through credits, but that really hurt people because all of the all of the people that were in the the media and the people that were making the reviews and that kind of thing just said, "Oh, this game's pay-to-win," mm-hmm. and. That was all. Everyone think I still talk to people about Battlefront two, and they think that it's pay to win still, and that hasn't been in the game for two years. Yeah,
1: and and that's honestly, I did not buy Battlefront two on launch day for that that reason. Like I I, I read the stuff. I was a I was a consumer that got fed all that. You know, I saw that there was the loot boxes, and I saw that I couldn't play Vader on day one unless I got so many credits and got so many things. So I did wait until they they did the big fix and but since then it's been incredible but it took them a while to get there and i thought that was interesting you know
0: yeah so they they've had much a, a very rough journey <laughs> for the battlefront 2 um and a lot of it has to do with i believe just EA putting their dirty their, their little fingers into it yep. just because from, from beta to launch, there were no issues. Like everything was golden. You earned uh, crafting points for everything like that. And it was just much easier to do things. Um, but because of that early controversy, everyone still thinks that there's this big issue with it. Um, and, So it started off, there was no, a big problem with Battlefront 2015 was the season pass. Yeah. Um, So you, you had to buy, I think it was $50 season pass for any expansions. Yeah. In
1: addition to your $60 game. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, in addition to your $60 game. So that that right there is a huge barrier of entry, and that stopped people from playing those expansion packs, because I, I would play this expansion pack, and I would have fewer people playing the game because it was under that paywall. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, well, that was me. I mean, I didn't buy the season pass up front. I didn't buy yeah, it, actually, until the season pass was on sale for like 15 bucks or something, and I finally bought it, or mm-hmm. $10 or $30. I'm like, that yeah. it was cheap, and I did that and i was like wow this game is really improved from where it where it came like when it first came out which is so notorious with the ea game so it's frustrating because when ea releases a game it's not going to be finished when it comes out it's going to have a lot of mm-hmm. bugs um but by the time the game is actually in a really good playable state the player base is dropped off so much that it's it's hard to match in games and it's frustrating yeah. it's frustrating like I've, I've fired up the recent battlefront a couple times like in the last couple months, and it's completely different than what it was when it launched. Yeah, well, that's the crazy yes. thing is
1: that EA announced a couple months, I think it was a month or two ago, that the numbers now on Battlefront 2 are where they were at launch, which is unheard
0: Surpassed. of.
1: Surpassed. Surpassed, yeah. It's it's because this is the time, that in, and to bring this all the way back around to the beginning of the show makes me so excited about Fallen Order and about EA still holding the Star Wars license, is that they have been so receptive to player feedback, and this is not in the way of like, the trolls online yelled at us and we caved to their whims because I don't, I don't support that. Like you cannot, if people are going to say you're awful and say horrible things to you online as a company, don't cave to them. They're, they're awful people, but the Mm -hmm. constructive criticism was listened to. The game is continuously patched. The community manager is very active in the, in the battlefront community and there are continuous updates with skins, with little fixes, with additional maps and all kinds of cool things. And I think the future of star Wars battlefront two Looks very bright for those of us that play. And especially now going into The Rise of Skywalker, um, they're promising... Which we will
0: be getting content for.
1: In December. So we're getting
0: two updates in the month of December. We are going to get a November update, but they moved that into the month of December. So we're going to get two updates. One is going to be in the first of the month and the other, which is the Rise of Skywalker content, will be in the later half of the month, usually towards the end. Yeah. And my goodness... I'm so pumped for what they're going to be bringing to that game. I hope we get some heroes.
1: Yeah, and so I got to say to end a little battlefront bit here. If if you want more battlefront and you know you do, you got to check out Sage's podcast with him and his brother, the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. They're going to keep you updated on all this Battlefront stuff in ways that we possibly can't every single week. But if you have not keep an tried- eye out
0: too, we've got some very interesting Jedi Fallen Order content coming up. Yes. I'm not able to <coughs> Talk about it until tomorrow, which is the 12th, which is when the episode will release. So, there's yeah. some interesting stuff going on.
1: You gotta hit it up, because Battlefront 2, also if you haven't played it yet, it goes on sale like all the time on PS4 and Yeah, Xbox. it's like
0: $7. Like,
1: and it's got <laughs> continuously updated free content. Get on there, hit us all up, head into our Uteni Discord for video games, throw down a gamer tag or a PlayStation a name, and we will play some co-op. So we're we're running a bit long in this episode, which is fine because there's a lot of cool content. Oh, and I want to hit a couple more things real fast about some past video games. Jedi Fallen Order is an amazing first player game or first person. No, oh my god, single player game, third person. Yeah, that's what
2: there you we get. go. Pitch, you're calling me out. You're <laughs> <on the third laughs> right.
1: <laughs> third person single player game um, that we haven't gotten in a while. But back in the day, we did get two pretty cool ones. Which was the Force Unleashed and the Force Unleashed Two? Yes, which had a ton of fans. Um, he did. That was this fu- this follows the trailer.
2: The, the trailer where he pulled the Star Destroyer out of yes, the sky. Yes! Oh my gosh! Stick. You can't tell me that was not the most mind blowing game, video game moment in Star Wars trailers.
1: So if you want incredible to know what people say when they're like, oh. Sometimes Star Wars is a little too much like a video game. The Jedi are all powerful. This is the game for you. This is where you <laughs> yes. play as Vader's secret apprentice, uh, who is played by Sam Witwer, who we now know yes. as Maul. Um, and you just get to level up your force powers and your lightsaber ability, and you are killing <laughs> shit. You are, you are force-busting things. It is the most badass I have felt
0: one hundred stormtroopers, no problem. It doesn't make
2: it doesn't make any sense at all. Like, no, it, it, like it's no. the most unrealistic shit ever. Like,
0: pure video game fun. It's like,
2: I'm a, am not I'm an imperial, but I'm just gonna go kill a crap ton of stormtroopers because yes. that's
1: what you do. Because
2: Star Wars, bitch. Like this. Yes.
1: Because Star Wars, bitch. I think that was the ta- tagline of for the Force unleashed. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's.
0: I need that on a shirt. <laughs>
1: But I think that's the perfect description for it is that it is unleashed. Like, there was no restraint involved with it. And as much as I love that, that's actually one of the things I'm looking forward to about Jedi Fallen Order is that it does seem like we are not all powerful. We are a Padawan, we are learning, and the fights will be difficult, you know? Um, But if you do want some crazy chaotic fun, head over to the Xbox store, PlayStation store. Force Unleashed is pretty cheap. It's like an arcade game. Have a blast. You know, and it's got some fun Legends material. There's some books about it, too. Did any of you guys read the Force Unleashed books?
3: I listened to the audiobooks for both. Oh uh, yes. I saw. I read the first one. Yeah, uh,
2: Charles, Charles did... and your your dog is named Coda, too.
3: Yes, my is... dog is named Coda. I, I think I probably told the story on the show, but my girlfriend said that we couldn't name the dog anything Star Wars, and I suggested Coda, which is, you know, obscure enough that she wouldn't know <laughs> it. and um, And she liked the name, and so now he is... Coda. So sometimes I call him, you know, General Coda. Sometimes I call him Jedi Master Coda because it sounds like Coda.
1: <laughs> I love it. Perfect. <laughs> well, as, as we get past the main, so those are the main hitters, right? The main heavy hitters. There's a ton more games, but KOTOR is a big one, Battlefront, and Force Unleashed kind of hit all the different genres. You missed of my Star favorite game. Oh, no. You my so absolute I was just going to say, because I'm a master of segues, Charles, you doubter. <laughs> um i'm gonna go around we each get you each get one or two more games you want to hit in a lightning round of stuff that you loved when you were younger or stuff that you still love now so charles despite your uh your frankly frank rudeness to me my friend um, (laughs) what what were some other games that you loved uh going back and forth and you hope that maybe we get a little more of in the future now i i have been holding
3: my breath for approximately an hour and 20 minutes so that i could say star wars episode one pod racer dear god yes! almighty yes n64 to yes! this day i mean i busted out the n64 around this time last year and just played the crap out of it again like it is Dude, i played it, it is,
1: on pc but yes it's yeah brilliant. i
3: mean it, one of my all time i put it on <laughs> yes so wes is holding up his copy of it um wes has come to bat yeah I know, right? <laughs> Were these just like in your pocket, Wes? Like, what did you walk around with these? <laughs> um, right
1: next to his Yu-Gi-Oh dick.
3: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, awesome. I logged so many hours. It's obviously not the most complex or story-driven whatsoever. But I mean, when Ep one came out, you're like, racing the- pod the- racers. Like, I mean, yeah, but I'm the the pod racing scene when I was a kid was like one of the most mind-blowing things, and the fact that I could like. Mm-hmm. Immerse myself in that experience in the game and go to all these different tracks, and instead of you know just on Tatooine was so amazing. I loved playing as Dud Bolt. I still take great pride in knowing most of the names of the pod racers. And I've said this before <laughs> on the podcast: we're getting we're getting pod racing back at some point. I don't know. Maybe we're gonna see a pod race in the background in episode nine. That's maybe a long shot. Bro. Theory. Mandalorian is right for pod races. Yes. It would be a great setting for that. What if they go to that? one?
1: What if they like you know he gets a contract, but he has to meet his contact at the Bunta Eve Classic or something?
3: I mean, maybe we Come don't on! know. But seriously, there's been probably a pod racing mention in maybe like a third of the Canon book releases this year. Like I'm not even kidding. They they're That's dropping true. it. Yeah, There, there has tar. to be something. Yeah. So it's, it's been under the radar for far too long. It's coming back. Also, interestingly enough, someone online like redid the, uh, the Tatooine level of the pod racer game in like the unreal yeah. engine. And so yes. it's like all the updated, Gorgeous. Yeah. Graphics like, give me that. Give me that now with modern day graphics where i can like customize like make my own pod racer like customize my my racer i mean like i i would love it
1: all right so charles we're going to put you on the spot cuz i was also going to gonna shout out pod racer cuz i i played that with my dad who hates star wars and hates video games but he played that with me because <laughs> i guess he loves me yeah but um I always played as the racer, and I forgot his name. But I'm gonna hit you up on the spot. Oh god! What's the one? It's the circular pod, and he sits in it, and it's like a. Uh, uh, he's got the goggles. Um, uh,
3: Mars Guo has goggles. I don't know. If it that's might who be you're Mar- talking about.
1: No, 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 Mars Guo. He's the green one. He's an orange. Um.
3: Oh. Uh. Was that? Was that? Uh, was that Team Toe?
1: I I'm might thinking been that's been Team who Toe. It was. Wes, figure out who that is, yeah, West, quick! You. <laughs> <laughs> that is. But anyway, here's my favorite. Uh, Corey, one more game, what do you got?
2: Uh, I've been waiting to talk about this one too, the Revenge of the Sith game, holy crap.
1: Yeah, so, one of the last great movie games, remember when every movie got a video game back in the yes, day?
2: Yes, and freaking Revenge of the Sith. Usually they were good? <laughs> yes, Revenge of the Sith came. Uh, came out before the movie did. So, like, you got to play the entire campaign of the game before the flipping movie came out. So, like, I remember, I remember, like, like playing through that game and thinking I knew what the entire movie was about because I had played the game. It wasn't quite like the game, but it game was so sick. You had different endings because you could play as Anakin. You could make Anakin... Um, g- Kill Obi Wan in the final battle. Yeah,
1: and then he kills the Emperor and he <laughs> and says the freaking, galaxy is fine. <laughs> yeah, he. K- <laughs> freaking Anakin
2: conquers the galaxy at the end of the game. It's so sick. It was yeah, so fun. I
1: remember because the black. Uh, uh, on the old school Xbox Duke controller, I don't know if you ever had that.
2: Yeah. If you press
1: black, that was the Force Lightning button. That's what I remember. Yes, yeah,
2: so you can make Anakin be a dark side or a light side character. There were completely different endings. <laughs> yep. And. It was crazy and like I remember after all the levels after Order sixty six where you got to fight the clones as Obi Wan was yeah. so epic. <laughs> like he had some crazy moves that you could just like kill clones with and they had yeah. like they had like battle like wounds and stuff, like their bodies yeah. would still be in the game. I remembered it was sick. Like it was so much fun. Great game.
1: Absolutely good one. Sage.
0: Um obviously Battlefront, but <laughs> someone something that I want to like highlight is the bounty hunter game.
2: Oh my yeah. God! The Bounty Hunter! Oh God, it was so
1: good.
0: It was. I so that uh, that PlayStation Four that has Darth Vader's face on it came with a bunch of classic Star Wars games, including Podracer. Oh my um,
1: God! What? That's awesome. Yes,
0: and Bounty Hunter. So, I play through that pretty consistently. Uh, bounty Hunter, even was now,
2: very hard. Like it was a hard extremely game. So, like now, still I played it last year. It is hard. It's like, a pain in the butt. It is. You die so often that the checkpoints are not not close enough together, so you have to like go way back and redo like the last fifteen minutes just to get where you were to die again. It's it's painful.
0: And the stupid
1: puzzles.
2: Uh the puzzles
1: oh And you God. play as you play as Django in that one, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like Django's yes. origin story, essentially, which is amazing. And how he mit, meets Zam Wessel and gets the fire spray and, like, the slave one. Like, it's all oh, like, so a ton- cool. Yeah, a lot of great lore is in that game, too. Plus, it had that chick yeah, who was so the original uh, Ventress. Remember? What was that chick's name? Yes. Yeah, the, it's like the, <sighs> the main, like, evil Jedi chick is, like, basically Wes, Ventress. Find it.
1: Except. <laughs> <laughs> He's on it. Uh, I can't yeah.
0: remember. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal older game. Guys, I want to round this out. Uh, I'm going to bring up a game that I – so it was on the original Xbox. I was in elementary school, and there was a kid who I knew that had this game. And I said, hey, if I beat you in a free throw contest on uh, at recess, you have to let me borrow that game. And then he did. I beat him. <laughs> and then I said, double or nothing, I get it for twice as long. And then I beat him again. And then I just kept the game. And this is a... Star oh, wow. What a douche. <laughs> <laughs> and it was... A- Eric was a playground bully, everyone. Dude, I was a, a straight-up baller, man.
0: Uh, you want to so- play some basketball?
1: So this was Star Wars Obi-Wan. Oh, man. Um,
0: oh, my gosh. I haven't thought about that game in forever. So this
1: game was fun because it was the first game that I realized one of the sticks was your lightsaber. So whenever, you- whichever way you moved the stick... That's the way the lightsaber would move. And then all the different buttons were force abilities. You could push. You could grab a weapon. You could jump. And it was Obi-Wan, like, uh, circa episode one Obi-Wan. It was was a bunch of fun. But the best part about it was that you got to go in this duel arena and unlock other Jedi. So if you beat them in the duel arena as Obi-Wan, then you unlock them to play as in the same duel arena. Looking back on it, it wasn't that fun. But this is where I first fell in love with Plo Koon. <laughs> Because you can unlock Plo Koon. And I was like, this guy looks so cool. This guy looks so awesome. Um, yeah, looking back on it, not a great game. Not crazy well made. But you got to deflect Bast- Blaster Bolts, be a Jedi, and have a lot of fun. Um, looking back in the chat here, uh, T-Rabby Films says Kamari Vosa. That's the person from Bounty Hunter that we're, that we're thinking about. That's the old apprentice, the original Ventress. Is Kamari Vosa. So there's our answer for that.
2: Wes, did you find out that pod racer's name?
3: (laughs) I found it. It is in fact team toe. I am retaining my pod racing badge (laughs) of honor.
1: All right. You were right. You were right. Okay, guys, as we finish up here, one question to the group at the end of the day, looking back on the history of star Wars books, looking to the future, what do we think fallen order needs to be to be considered a true success? What is the yeah. key that element that it needs to have? What itch does it need to scratch? Come Friday
0: telling a great story
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the
2: story has to be satisfying from end to end. Like, yeah. yes. like Agreed. some there are there are modern stories. It has so much to live up to. That's right. There are modern story driven games that that do that for me. Like the un- Uncharted Four. Have you guys played the Uncharted games? Not yet. Uh, w- yes. When we played our uh, Star Wars RPG, I based my character off of uh, uh, Nathan Drake from the un- Uncharted games. Like Uncharted Four had the best story of a of a single player game I've ever played in my life like it was just it's exciting from end to end there were no disappointing features the climax was worthwhile once you finally got there like mm-hmm. It was a sick game. Um, Battlefront Two, the campaign was profoundly disappointing to me. I was super disappointed <laughs> by that because the the entire game was marketed as being. I mean, Sage, I'm sure you can have interesting things to say about this, which we probably don't have time for this episode. But <laughs> um, the game. <laughs> I've
0: interviewed the writers twice. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Like we've talked about this before. I was really disappointed the game was was advertised. It is
0: kind of sad. Yeah,
2: being an imperial game, and it wasn't that. So, like, I think for this game to be successful, it has to. It has to overcome EA's previous like disappointments at telling mm-hmm. stories like it has to be satisfying from end to end yeah I think it needs
1: to be basically a, a novel game. have a question for you guys go for it
0: do you think Cal will die
1: no Mm-mm. Mm, that is a good question okay. I don't think they'll make the protagonist die in the first single player game we've gotten in a while only because I think they want to expand him into novels and stuff but also yeah no
0: I hope I hope they keep him alive
1: I mean, well, also if you're on the if you're on the video, uh, so does Cal. He doesn't want to die. I'm showing my Funko right now to the camera. If you tune in on Mondays, this is the amazing content you get.
2: Uh, I took a uh, I, I can probably dig it up. Um, I was like standing, um. On, like, the Star Wars, uh, like, the what's it called? The Star Wars show f- area of celebration, like, mm-hmm. right after the Jedi Fallen Order trailer, I just happened to be standing there. And the guy that they were about to introduce as being the actor, like, walked out. And I have this really goofy photo that I took of him from, like, eight feet away. <laughs> <laughs> and like put it on the hit, patreon i know i need to the guy that he had a guy with him i guess this is his friend and i guess one of his like mm-hmm. like managers or something was with him like he like threw me a peace sign like it was really awkward that <laughs> like like the guy that what's his name sage you know his actor's Ca- name cameron monaghan um yeah, yep. yeah 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 so he didn't even notice i was taking this picture but his buddy did and he gives me a piece sign. know it was really awkward and i was like okay let me just pretend i didn't do that
1: <laughs> well other than your uh your craziness a couple more chat shout outs before we get out of here i want to say um timothy dunlap says plo Koon equals the greatest jedi so i mean you're right there you go uh <laughs> he also says um a prerequisite of this game to be great. More than eight hours of gameplay to start. A little bit of a shot at the Battlefront 2 campaign.
2: Totally agree know, there. Do we know how long the game is? I was going to ask that earlier. I
0: have heard that I, th- I think it's over 20 hours. Great.
1: great. I mean, because I think that stuff like KOTOR, your giant RPGs, I like to have 40 to 50 to like 60 plus. But if it's just a straight up like this is your character, this is the game, 20, 30 hours, awesome. Yeah. Uh Ross Ross Orlando he does think Cal will die. So we'll find out. You know. All right. So yeah, the date with Rogue One. Right exactly. So we will <laughs> all be finding that out on Friday after guys we're not getting to this game until after we get two episodes of the Mandalorian oh <laughs> will already God. be out.
0: November is massive and then straight <laughs> into freaking episode 9. What?
1: I I cannot. It's a wait. great
0: time to be a Star Wars fan. The
2: biggest Hell two months. Yes. These are the biggest two months, arguably in Star Wars, maybe in the history of of like yeah. the new, all the new stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and in the midst of all that, we are still going to be coming at you with book news. We still have to do our Resistance Reborn roundtable. We still got Force Collector coming out soon. We got so much cool stuff coming up, guys. All right. So, um, on that note, that is going to do it, my friends for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you are new, don't forget to subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcasts, and tune in every single week to hear the crew at Utini talk about the Star Wars Expanded Universe, including games sometimes. Please leave us a review on iTunes to help people find us, and head over to utinicom for reviews, articles, and comprehensive book profiles on every single story in the Star Wars galaxy. Speaking of which, keep your eyes peeled this November for the Rebel Starfighter's Owner's Workshop Manual on November 12th. Force Collector on November 19th, Star Wars Allegiance, the graphic novel on November 19th, Star Wars Secrets of the Jedi on November 19th, and The Art of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order on November 19th.
2: It's almost like something big is happening on November 19th.
1: Who'da thuck? As well as a host of (laughs) comics and reference books you can find over on utini.com, our release schedule, which is recently redesigned by Corey. If you're looking to buy some of these books and want to help support the show, look up your book on Utini. click the Amazon link on the profile, we'll get a few cents to help keep the lights on. If you'd like to help us out more directly, you can find us on Patreon.com utini or on TeePublic, where our first wave of t-shirt designs is now live. Shout out to Charles, who is wearing his shirt this show, and Wes wearing his shirt this show as well. Join us on Patreon for exclusive content every single month. For just $2, you can join our Jedi Initiate level, where you can get early access to episodes of this very show on Thursdays. And for only $5 a month, you'll become a Guardian of the Wills, where you'll receive extra shows every single month, including Legends Look Back and Bounty Hunt for these Mandalorian episodes. If you are an Inquisitor tier or up, head over to Patreon right now to join us for Aftermath, our exclusive after-show hangout. We're going to take a look at that uh, Old Republic book Corey has. A special thank you to Adam Dyson, our Alliance High Command, and to Patrick Ortiz and our Jedi High Council for their amazing support. If you want your thoughts on this show, email us at livingforcepod at utini.com, tweet at us at livingforcepod, or join our Utini Discord community by going to utini.com slash discord. You can find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson, Corey is at MD. Charles is at C. Henkel. Sage, what's your Twitter handle? I didn't put it in here.
0: At SWB Podcast. There you
1: go, where you can find his phenomenal Star Wars Battlefront podcast. Be sure to tune in there for all your Star Wars gaming news and needs. A special thank you, as always, to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Freddie, our producer, Wes, our community manager. Thank you to Corey, Charles, and Sage for podcasting with me tonight. We'll see you all on Aftermath. And as always, may the Force be with you.
0: There is no hatred. There is joy.